Hey, we're ready, folks. Been back uh, back after we took one week off, right? Yeah, we had Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. It's one week later, we took the week off to celebrate that. And welcome back. Blessed we are. Blessed we are. Hey, thanks, everybody. We're back. This is True Man with the Four Outdoorsman, Sam Off at all. Mark Lukey, Nick Lukey, his kid, is there playing on his iPad, and Brandon's back behind the glass, because you weren't with us, you haven't been back for about three weeks, right? Uh, two, yeah, because the, uh, the last week was Easter, and then the week before that, I was at the Medina for the tribute to Tim Buck Paulson, so Aaron was filling in. Thank you, Aaron. Well, you look for, good. Good to see you. Thank you. I, I missed you guys. I like that hat. Thanks, yeah. Soda. Soda. Soda, baby. Soda clothing company. You know, normally I always try to compliment the entertainers that he has on the homegrown show before us, but not this time, because Allie... Allie Gray, who, of course, is a good singer, and she's all over the place, more power to her, but she's taking my part-time job. I always wanted to work with Neil in the morning when Jim Erickson is gone, but all of a sudden, Allie shows up and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I asked Neil, what's going on? How come me? I do okay on the air. He said, because she's a lot prettier than you are. Well, that's he, she, he's right. She, she is hot. Yes, she is. But Allie and uh, Dan, I think the young man's name, uh, came in and played. Yeah, and, uh, Danny. Allie, Allie Gray's uh, just a great lady and a great entertainer. Get a chance, go see Allie Gray and Danny with all the stuff that they do. But um, thanks for being on the Homegrown Show. How are you guys? Haven't talked to you for a while. I love that you do that plug for uh, Brandon every week. It's sweet of you. Well, Brandon deserves it, man. He's the uh, the best. He's the be- on the phone right the now. The best engineer. I got ha- Tom Newstrom on the line. Oh, sorry. Oh, what was your question? We're not talking oh, sorry, to you. We're talking time. about you. About we're talking me. about oh, you. Oh, great. I just said it was nice. He gives you a plug every week. And I nice. Does, he yeah, pays attention. And you're the, you're the best engineer we've had in the last month. Right. Oh, yeah, good. Thanks. You know, go ahead and take your phone call. It's fine. <laughs> we'll do. We'll yeah, do. So, so. <laughs> so what's new with you guys? What's new with the outdoors? Well, it's turkey season, as you all know, and um, I'm in my seventh or I guess I'm in my eighth year of turkey hunting, and I feel like I don't know any more now than I did eight years ago. <laughs> I uh, You haven't gone out this year, right? I did. I, I went out last Thursday uh, to Sam's beautiful property. It was the only day in the last two weeks that it hasn't been raining. Yeah, I've canceled eight baseball practices in the last two weeks because it's thirty and raining yeah. or snowing or too wet. So it's crazy. Our our home opener is this Saturday, and we've had one practice with kids that have never played ball before. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be some good baseball. Anyway, um, I went out the one nice day on Thursday. Got out at the crack of dawn. Beautiful morning. Um, Sam and I scouted ahead of time. We, he's patterned, he's done all the work here. I just sit down and shoot stuff. But um, I saw a Jake, a small Jake, right away in the morning. And and then uh, I saw a hen, and I heard a gobbler behind me, but I couldn't get him to come come in front to shoot him. So there's turkeys everywhere. I'm still still turkeyless. You know, now that you're talking turkey, let's talk about our guests coming up. We've got Ralph Duran first who's going to be on a 620. We have, we have an annual call with Ralph Duran, not only because he's very talented, he's a world champion turkey caller, and he does everything with his lips and his mouth and his throat, and very, very, very seldom have ever used his box calls and all of that. So not only turkey calling, he does coyote calling as well, and he's one of the world's best does seminars, and he's a lot of fun. From Missouri, right? Missouri. Missouri. I, love, I love a good old-fashioned... Uh, I love it a good old fashioned as well. Yeah, so you got the, you muddle the the sugar, the you got the maraschino cherry, a little orange slice, a little orange yeah, twist. Not, it's not all about talking. the fragrance. Yeah, Make sure you yeah. do the rim. Yeah, this is better. Uh, than, this is better than Master Chef, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm thirsty. No, what I was saying is, you know, um, most people when they go coyote hunting these days use like an electronic call. I love the old fashioned guys who use a mouth call for coyote hunting because. It just it feels more right, you know. And we will I promise you guys we'll get Ralph Duran to scream his do his rabbit call. His rabbit call. And who's what his, his rabbit call creeps me out. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, we'll yeah. have to give a warning because yeah, it is it. weird. And, yeah. Yeah, it is. And yeah, it is. uh what I would like to have him is teach me how to crow call. Um I received a crow call from my dad, gave me all his turkey stuff. He decided not to turkey hunt anymore. So he gave me a bag of all these calls and stuff and he had a crow call and I I've done some research where you do a crow call and gobblers respond to you. Um, I did not know how to do it, so I started blasting it, and I thought I sounded good until I looked it up online, and it sounds nothing like that. <laughs> and I wonder why I'm not g- yeah. getting any turkeys, but I'd love uh, – remind me to have him do a crow call. Yeah. Um, and you can tell – who's the second guest tonight, pal? That's big. Our second guest is Mr. Ron Shera, whose birthday was yesterday – 
about Ron. And uh, he's going to talk about the Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest. It's after a two-year hiatus. It's finally back in action um, in May, uh, the weekend before home opener. And it's going to be exciting. It's, there's going to be a lot of people there. So Ron's going to talk about that. He can probably talk about turkey because turkey is his favorite hunt. Oh, yeah. And uh, he can also talk about minfish, in which he's a board member. Did you guys see my promo I did for today's show? I yeah, did. Did you, did you listen to it and watch yeah, it? Yeah, of course. I listened to it a couple of times, and I was done doing my posting and whatnot. And uh, I had to listen very closely because at one point when I, I tried to say, and Ron Shearer is going to be on, i tell you what, I, he's addicted. It sounded like Ron Shearer. I said, Ron Shearer, he's a dick. That's not what I said. If, if It looks like it. It sounded like it said, but no, he's addicted. So Ron, I didn't, I know, ca- I didn't catch clear that. It up. God, I'm, 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 I'm definitely going to clip that audio, though, and blackmail yeah. you with yeah, it. Try it. To just have a try quote try from Strew. Steve Straczynski from the Four Outdoorsman says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ron <laughs> Shearer, you are addicted. Uh, anyway, so hey, we were at the cabin Monday through Thursday. My son Mike redid the bathroom in our house, so we're painting and doing some things and getting ready for spring, but it rained half the time, and I got the dock in, which was nice, a couple of days back. I saw that you guys had a, quite a bit of open water. Uh, it's all, it's got to be almost all open. It's got to be open now. It, it wow. Was, it was probably 80% when we were there on Thursday, but there's big ice chunks all over, and here comes a pontoon boat going, being wanted to be the first. There's always people wanting to be the first on the ice. Yeah. There's always the first guy when it's 40 degrees raining and there's ice chunks all over. <laughs> I got my boat in the water, but um, we're not in the water yet, but I'm ready for no, no, another week or so we'll get in the water. <clears throat> I called Power Lodge. I, I didn't think of this, but if you want to get your boat out of storage, call now, because I called, and uh, I'm getting it out May 8th, so there's a little wait sometimes because... They got to process all the boats. So, so you're yeah. getting it out on Mother's Day. Um, yeah, I guess that I is never Mother's Day, that. and it's yeah. a Sunday. Sorry, April, I'm out. <laughs> 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 hey, speaking of Power Lodge, thanks for bringing that up because uh, Corey King is the uh, the gentleman who we work with at Power Lodge, one of our great sponsors, and he's really, really a good guy. And he leans over backwards to make his clients happy, like all of our sponsors do. But my brother-in-law. Has a pontoon boat. I don't understand why people do this. He's got a bought a house, house in Little Canada mm-hmm. on a private lake, and there's it's oh it's I don't know it's maybe I don't know ten acres twenty acres I don't know what it's not that big, so you go around in circles have a good time. But there's no access to get there. But one of the neighbors there let him put a pontoon boat through his property. Someone dropped it off for him. He doesn't have a boat lifter. Doesn't have uh, maybe does have that. Does not have a a trailer or anything. But the boat is it's there. And so there's no way to work on it. You can't bring it any place because you can't. You don't have a boat trailer, and there's no place. There's no access. So if he ever sells that property, whoever wants to buy that property gets a pontoon boat with it. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, he, my son Mike, ingeniously, with his skid store, I think it was a couple of years last year, he made some rollers maybe out of a big PVC pipes uh-huh. and dragged the boat, the pontoon, out of the water and just kept moving the PVC pipes and mm-hmm. rolled it up to the middle like of the yard. Like they built the pyramids, kind like of. The, like the pyramids, right, before they had computers and things. <laughs> well, there it is sitting right now, but unfortunately this last winter, oh, the woodchucks decided to chew the heck out of the wiring. The whole harness is shot and uh-huh. everything. And so Corey King from Power Lodge, my brother-in-law said that he's been working with someone since, like, January, trying to find the harness and all that kind of stuff. And I called Corey's. What can you do? I think he's going to help him. Corey said, yeah, just have him give me a call. I'll take care of him. So Corey, nice. Corey King and Power Lodge, if you guys need help with your boats, pontoon, anything, buy sales, we, uh, work. It's uh, Power, Power Lodge is the way to plug. Where to go? That's the way to go. So thank you very much, Corey King and Power Lodge. That was cool. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's awesome. Happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, how about the wild? I know that's an indoor thing, but the wild are going fine, and it's kind of fun. They are on fire. I was, was at the twin? game for the yeah. the, uh, uh, the Kraken. Oh, where, you were? Yeah, and that was an awesome game, man. And, like, I mean, so many goals, a fight. That was Friday night, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. When uh, Kaprizov got the century mark, yeah. 100 points, and then the wild broke a franchise record for uh, wins points. and points. Yeah. Yeah, it was a like How it's fun watching be if they lose in the first round again. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Do they always get St. Louis? Is that what's happened? It seems like it. <laughs> seems Blues like always it. have our number. Well, you know, yeah. St. Louis has beat, beaten us every time. Yeah. yeah. Well, we yeah. haven't beaten them in twelve or thirteen times. Mm. We have like ten ten losses <laughs> it's in over. three times. <laughs> it's over. Minnesota yeah. sports, you know, baby. They said the same thing about Chicago like a couple years ago. Anytime we ever made it, we hey, lose. They say said the same thing about the Soviets when they beat <laughs> yeah. us. We beat them. They might beat us nine times. <laughs> and Minnesota had a pretty big hand in that victory as well. So, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. 
Man, what about this weather, though? Up and down, up and down, up and down. Sure, you've probably been getting a lot of it being at the Twins games. Yeah, and it's, I've, I've worked a lot of games already. I've worked seven already this month. I've, wow. got, I've got two more next week. And I might have had one out of the six or seven that I've been to that was enjoyable. Today Ugh. was I was at gate 34, the, oh, the first going into the third inning, and the wind's coming from the west, whatever direction it is, and it was brutal. And then it's drizzling just enough to upset people. We probably had maybe 8,000 people. There was supposed to be 18,000. What's that like full? 38,000, give or take. Yeah, Ugh. about that. You know? only had eight? Yeah. Speaking of that, you know, the, uh, this is professional baseball, and the weather is a big, big deal. I was asking some of the, my fans, the, not the fans, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, let's put, the, put this in there. Some of your personal some fans. Some of my fans. <laughs> and they, they come to the park to see me, and the Twins happen to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, okay, let's say you're a pro baseball player, and you can get a $10 million contract a year for the Minnesota Twins, but the, uh, oh, let's say the Arizona Diamondbacks or the San Diego Padres offer you $8 million a year. Where do you go? I think I might go to San Diego. I think I might. You know, what's $2 million when you make an eight? You know, it's like, oh, my yeah. God. It has been brutal. And I respect so many people came with little kids. You plan this way away ahead, ahead of time. And so many people in the second inning, third inning, the walking out, it was just miserable. And the kids aren't having fun, yeah. you know. Yeah. I have two questions for you regarding the twins since we haven't talked in a couple of weeks. Did you find your credit card? No. Did, did you cancel not. it? Yes. Okay, good. And then remember, you were, was was it afterwards you were talking, or was it during the show you were talking about when you uh, scanned your badge for those people and saved the discount? Have yeah, you tried it again? I haven't, haven't tried that yet. <laughs> okay, because I was going to try it today, but on a different a, a different scale. But the uh, can you tell that story really quick? Uh, no, I can't tell okay. that story. I'll lose my job if someone's listening. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just Don't kidding. Worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've been fired before. But no, I was going to scan it today. We get a discount, a small discount for being an employee. And you use a scan. And I went to the, the beer place right by gate 34 early because I wanted to get Diana a bag of, of, uh, of salted in the shell. She loves it when I, I – this is the first time I bought a bag. I've always picked up the old bags that are in the – the, <laughs> oh. Well, no, no, they're not, no, on, the, they're not on the floor. They're in the they're – does, the, does it surprise you guys? No, it does not. No, no. They're, they're in the cup holder, and there's a half a bag there, and they haven't been on the floor. I'm going to take them home. Good. Yeah, COVID only lasts what? Saliva only lasts how many minutes? On services, yeah. No, those peanuts are fine. Yeah, yeah they just got they're just fresh. Some of them aren't salty for some reason. But. So so anyway, they just uh, they gave me a bag. I ah, don't worry if they gave me a bag, but I haven't done that. But uh, no, I haven't. It. Uh, what else were we talking about? About the oh uh, the credit card thing. Hey, this yeah. is cool. Minnesota Twins is a great organization to work with, and they do a lot of good things. After the game yesterday, or maybe the day before, the uh, a lady comes up to me. Two young ladies come up to me and uh, said they lost their – one of them lost their billfold in Section 210. And she said, you know, I know I had it. I felt I was right there, but I walked, took about 10 steps away, and it's gone, and I don't know why I lost it. And we got her to guest services, and the guy who's been in guest services has been there for many minutes. He said, no, we don't have that. We have – today we had 11 credit cards, three licenses, and two billfolds. Oh, no, billfolds, uh, something – cell phones, two cell phones. So they had like 15 items that someone lost. Opening day, there were 40. 40 left self, 40 cell phones, billfolds, and credit cards laying wow. all over the place. Wow. But anyway, he says, don't. She, he says, go back up there and look. And she says, I've looked all over the place. He said, no, don't look on the floor. He said, here's what happens. When you get up from your chair and the seat folds back, it's impossible for a billfold to fall out of that chair because the back is flush with the seat. Look on the sides because between the seat and the, and the armrest. And one out of ten times, that's where they are. She went back up, and that's where the billfold was. Wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It was stuck between the seat and the side rest. That's cool. So uh, twins are a good organization to work with. Mark's got some shout-outs, I'm guessing. Yeah, let's do some shout-outs here before we get to our wonderful guests tonight. Thank you, everyone, that wrote into our shout-outs. I really appreciate that. If you want to get on the radio, just comment on our Four Outdoorsman shout-out post every week, and we'll try to read it. Um, first one up is Cameron Jacobson. Froze our butt off on the Rainy River. Got out of town while the getting was good. I can't imagine how cold it is up there. Um, I know that uh, in Ely, they still have two feet of ice. Boy, oh boy, this is that's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Twin Cities Walls Unlimited says life is good. We have soft water on a lot of lakes in uh, half the state. Looking forward to our May fifth meeting with Joel Nelson. Everyone welcome. Joel Nelson's a great guest. Steve Rennenberg, speaking to Ely, says, Still walking at two-plus feet of ice here in Ely. Slabs have been snapping. 
Those are some nice crappies. Yes, they are. We've the biggest crappies of my life I saw in Ely, Minnesota. Uh, Craig Rudolph Jr. says, looking forward to the show and the turkeys to start acting right. I totally agree with you there. Bill Katz says, have a great show. Leaving for Florida Keys tomorrow, 30th anniversary. Say happy birthday to Ron. I will do that, Bill. And Corey Bechtold says, up to turkey hunting and fishing with Macula Tackle. Thanks, Corey, as well. Hey, from a personal standpoint, a personal position here, you guys get ready to do a hand clap because Diana and I are... Grandparents, two more times. Two more times. Nice. Twins? Uh, no, Mike's, Mike's cow had a couple of calves. Oh, all right. Yeah, so oh, okay. And Fur babies. He had, he had, they had six calves, I think, and the first two that came were born still dead. What do you call it? Stillborn, right? Stillborn. And how, how emotional that must be when you have mm-hmm. 14 cows. This is your first time ever doing this, and the cow comes out, and two calves don't make it. But uh, I guess it's part of the business, and so he's got he's got three, maybe four right now. So Diana went over to see him yesterday and said, "Oh, that's it's a, a cool deal." So he's got about eight or nine more to go. So we'll see what happens. Hmm. So my son is becoming Eddie Albert of Green Acres. He's uh, he's a big shot. I got to go see his place again. That's so fun. To it is. Well, I want to be kids, a hobby farmer. Bring Nick now and, and the kids, and now that he's got the calves, yeah. you know that's kind of cool. Kinda you're cool. you're going to get into that too, Sam, aren't you? Yeah, I've actually been talking to Mike quite a bit about getting some cattle here hopefully this uh this summer or fall from him or just getting a reference no we're possibly him if he's willing to partake or get sorry get rid of some but he's hooked me up with a couple names of people to go through there's actually a facebook group that you can get them on it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) minnesotaheifers.com get your beef (laughs) my wife won't let me get chickens i tried to talk her into that and she will not let me I I married a farm girl that is refuses to get any animals of any sort. Maybe she that's married why. an animal. That's yeah, a, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's that's true. She's probably just she cleans you know, my poop. Burnt out of it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how about a couple of uh, the uh, these things? Huh? We haven't done this for a long, long time. Oh, we got yeah. a couple of minutes. Oh yeah. Ready? This week in Barron County, right out of the Barron County Rice Lake and Shatek newspaper. I'll tell you what. This is what's happening. Caller from the twenty two hundred block of One Half Avenue. That's the name of our streets. One Half Avenue. One Half. Yeah, all that kind weird. of stuff. You know. And Shatek said that a friend of his daughter caused damage to his outbuilding by doing burnouts in the driveway, shattering mm-hmm. windows to his shop from the projectile stones. She called the cops on that guy. A woman said an adolescent was stuck in a swing set meant for a, meant for a young child in the 400 block of North 6th Street in Cameron. It Mike, happens. Mike, does that always happen to you? <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing strange there. A caller from Texas wanted to find a re- File a report of an altercation that occurred over one year ago. What? That's, yeah, that's that's right in the uh, Rice Lake newspaper. He's still thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, he's still pissed Getting off. Getting his butt yeah. kicked a year a ago. A small fire was reported on the sidewalk of Midwest Dental in Chatek, Wisconsin. Chatek Fire Department was paged to the location. The fire appeared to be caused by a shoe that was lit on fire and thrown from a vehicle. <laughs> the old flaming shoe bag. The old shoe on the, the sidewalk. <laughs> Good thing they called the fire department. Yeah. Why could they just stomp it out? <laughs> yeah. a, wo- <laughs> a, a woman says, this is, this is right out of Chitek, Wisconsin. A woman says there was a TikTok video of a Romanian male crying all distressed. The woman told there's nothing they could do about the video. She apologized and stated that she meant to call the Romanian police. <laughs> oh, my gosh. These people exist. Yep. Wow. Uh, caller says, just got back from vacation. And a woman is refusing to let him unpack the van. She's leaving with all the items and the kids. <laughs> Thanks for the trip. Yeah, we had a, had a hell of a time here. Caller says someone has his driver's license information and social security number. He had received a call from Michigan saying a subject tried using his information to buy a slingshot and then later a Lexus. <laughs> it's quite step up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try to let's try, try the this. Lexus first. No, let's try the slingshot first. It worked. Let's go for a Lexus. Yeah. Uh, caller says there's a white and yellow paddle boat stuck in a tree. I don't know what that means, but anyway, customer is driving a, into a car wash and missed it, and is now wedged in and damaged. Anyway, so I got more of those. That's Shatek News and Rice Lake News Fantastic. out of Barron County. Fantastic. We love those stuff. Hey, we'll be right back with uh, Ralph Duran. Ralph Duran. Ralph Duran. Checking in with the four outdoorsmen. Find them at mybobcountry.com under the weekend tab. 
We all know there are a lot of hard water fans out there, and you'd ice fish every day if you could. Sam here. I prefer sunshine, 70 degrees, sight fishing for panfish, or trolling for walleyes. And if you're like me, it's not too early to plan your trip for the opener to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Wait a second. There's no opener on Devil's. Walleye season is open 12 months a year, 24 hours a day. You can keep five a day, 10 in possession, and there's no slot limit. Devil's Lake, a fisherman's paradise. Check out devilsleknd.com. Dezeal Heating and Air Conditioning has let the dogs out. And their two-fur deal is back. If your furnace and air conditioner are over 10 years old, they could roll over and break down. Let Dezeal help you fetch a free air conditioner with their two-fur deal. For a limited time, when you purchase a furnace, you get a free AC unit with a free UV package. Dezeal Heating and AC, serving Wright County and the West Metro. Details online at DezealHVAC.com. That's D-E-Z-I-E-L-HVAC.com. Let's get straight to the point. If you're dreaming of the perfect summer vacation, Balsam Beach Resort and RV Park is simply wonderful. The fishing is great, but the Lake Plantagenet is the only the beginning. At Balsam Beach, the emphasis is your family. A beautiful heated pool, daily activities, perfectly maintained grounds and cabins, a sandy beach with plenty of water toys, even Friday night campfires. Don't take my word. See for yourself why many Balsam Beach guests return year after year. Visit Balsam Beach Resort just south of Bemidji. Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. Jeff Jones here from the No Repeat Workday, and we are doing the Summer Walleye Connection again, July 3rd through the 6th, and I want you to come join me. Ballard's Resort had so many people reach out interested in the Bob FM Summer Walleye Connection, they opened a few more spots on the bus. But I don't know how much longer they're going to last. Call 218-634-1849 or go to mybobcountry.com for more info and to sign up. Three nights lodging, two days guided fishing, and that includes all your meals, rods, reels, bait, tackle. you got to come with me to Ballard's Resort on Lake of the Woods this summer. Hey, fishing friends, Rich Crawford here, the voice of Q Lake Lodge on Quinnell Lake, Manitoba's premier drive-to fishing paradise. For 45 years, I've been going to Q Lake Lodge to fish the hungry walleyes there. Right now, I bet you're tired of feeling pent up for the past two years. If so, have you ever dreamed of escaping to a remote wilderness fishing destination, a place that is close by and reasonably priced? Imagine a variety of packages tailored to fit your group or family's needs. Packages that include fully modern cabins, boat and pontoon rentals, and introductory guide services. So come on, give Q Lake a try. Experience family fishing fun and legendary catching there. To explore options for this summer's great Q Lake getaway, check us out now at QLakeLodge.com. Again, that's QLakeLodge.com. Or call 204-330-330. One seven five eight. Okay, guys, we got to put our trays up for takeoff. Where's Dad? Oh, he's in the back. We could only get three seats together. Daddy has my pillow. We'll get it later. Can you not put your feet up, please? Why aren't we going? We must be in line for takeoff. Like security? Well, that was a different line. I have to go. We just sat down. But I have to go. The seatbelt sign's on. Why aren't we moving? Hey, no picking. We're just 15th in line for takeoff. Son of a... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. There are so many words to describe Panera's new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches. The chicken, juicy, succulent, seared. The brioche roll, buttery and toasty. The Parmesan crisps, crunchy, tangy. The secret aioli, creamy and rich. All those words. But when you have a bite, you might just be left speechless. Panera's new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches. Enjoy $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. Hey, we're back. It's two man, the four outdoorsman, Mark Lukey, Sam, off it all, Nick Heinen. Heinen? Oh, no, that's my son. That's your son. Nick Lukey is here. Yeah. Nick joined me. It's been a while. He wanted to come get out of the house, and I understand. That sunny D looks good. Yeah. I haven't had a good sunny D for a minute. Yeah. 
and Costco, uh, Costco, twenty four packs. There you go. They yeah, go a long way. I know Mark Lukey's wife April is listening, and I just want to ask her, I, April, will you talk to your son Nick here? I, just, I tell him I love him every day, and he just nods. I want to, I want some. I need, I need some feedback, man. You know, so um, I'll give it to you, Stuart. All right, I love, love you too. All right, good. I'm glad. But we also love Ralph Duran. Ralph is on the line. Ralph, how you doing tonight? Good, good. It's a great day. It's turkey season in Missouri. Well, every day is a great day for you. You live and breathe and sleep and all the kind of stuff, turkey hunting. We're freezing our backsides up here in about 40-degree weather and drizzle, and it's April, whatever it is. It's, it's, we're, we're done with it. So what's happening down in Missouri? Ralph Duran is a world champion caller, and he does his turkey stuff and coyote stuff. And What's new with Ralph Duran? Thanks for being on. This is your annual call. Thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman. You're welcome. Yeah, I've... I've, uh, well, this weekend was uh, Peterson Outdoor Ministries Military Chaplain's Turkey Hunt. And at the same time, up here closer to where I live, by Jeff City, we had a disabled veterans turkey hunt. So Friday morning, I, get, I got to take a disabled veteran from Arkansas turkey hunting. He said he had the best morning ever in the woods. Uh, the turkey gobbled a lot of times, and we got to see him. He's a big old gobbler. He didn't get close enough to shoot him, but we heard him. We made him gobble. He came to us. We saw him, and I kept him gobbling for another two hours. So he said it was great. He said by 7 o'clock it had already been worth the drive. And so then I went off to southwest Missouri, down between Nevada and Lamar, uh, to take military chaplains, uh, and I got a military chaplain from Fort Leonard Wood who had never killed a turkey before, and uh, we called a gobbler yesterday morning and uh, got him pretty close, well, probably 55 yards, 50 yards maybe, and here come a hen just waltzing right in there and took him off over the hill. <laughs> and then this morning, it was pouring down rain, uh, before sunrise, started about three o'clock. Really, it just poured and poured, but the lightning and thunder cleared out, so it was just a straight rain coming down, coming down pretty hard. But by golly, I got out there and went oh 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 oh, and they went. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up with hearing five different gobblers, four close ones, and a fifth one. The one was probably the one we worked yesterday. And we got in within 50 yards of them on the roost and sat down, and four of them gobbled like crazy, flew down right out there, just expecting them to come in any minute, and here came a real hen. She came over to see me, and my hunter moved at the wrong moment. Uh-oh. So we got... But I kept her there doing that for 10 minutes with the four gobblers over there at about 60 yards going. <laughs> <laughs> they moved off in the rain, so we decided to circle them, get above them in the direction they were going. We hot-footed it up the hill, got up to the field, and they were already going across it. You know, I'll tell so you what. We moved in behind them and sat down, tried to call them back. Got two hens coming in. We moved up and passed up about 40 deer. Oh, I boy. mean, deer were thick. And uh, and got to the corner we wanted to go to originally, where the turkeys spent yesterday. And I uh, stand there yelping, and no, no response. So I was about ready to move on, and there came a coyote. Oh, boy. You're having fun. Uh, so the same thing I had Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday here. Closer to home, got gobblers gobbling coming in on a string, and here come coyote. In fact, Monday morning, opening morning, three times, I had coyotes come in. And I wished I could have shot the one. He came to ten steps. Oh, boy. And I didn't have my gun up. The coyote did. I mean, oh, my gosh. He got away. He winded me and went the other way. But we saw a coyote before that, and then they scared the turkeys. Then that coyote came to me, and then we moved to find some other turkeys, and we saw another coyote, and it got close enough to these other turkeys across the uh, on the neighbor's property that I called them in from about, oh, 
every bit of a quarter mile, I guess, two of them goblin got one to come right up there and put his big red head up and look at me, but I could not see a beard because that part of him was behind a big rock. Yeah. Like five minutes, I'm thinking, well, if I see a hint of a beard hanging there, a long beard, I'm going to shoot him. And I never did, but they gobbled good coming in, and I watched him walk off and still never saw a beard, and I... It might have been a Jake. One of them might have only been a Jake. Another's long beard. I don't know. But later we saw the two out in the field, and uh, I still didn't see a long enough beard. So I'm kind of glad I passed him up. I didn't want to shoot a Jake on opening day. You're a smart man. Hey, I tell you what, we're talking with Ralph Duran. He calls of the wild. He's a champion caller, turkey and coyote. But I'll tell you what, if you heard any unusual clanking earlier on in this, in this interview, it was probably Mrs. Duran. And, and, and moving the liquor bottles around, man. Cause this man, this man, he makes a lot of noise at home, and she's got to do something. I'll tell you what, you must drive your wife nuts sometimes because you are as good as they go, and um, uh, unless she's used to it by now. Yeah, yeah, I heard quite a bit of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I heard all kinds of things the last few days. The owls are hooting good. The owls are making the turkeys gobble. The crows, <laughs> they're making turkeys gobble. The pileated woodpeckers. <laughs> I love yesterday, those. Yesterday I did a pileated woodpecker, and a great big red-tailed hawk came and landed on a branch about three feet over my head. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I would say red-tailed hawks probably like to eat pileated woodpeckers. I would that. think so. Mark's, hey, Mark's got a question. Hey, Ralph, it's uh, Mark here. You know, it makes me feel better about myself that a uh, world champion caller uh, can't get him to come in because I've, I've struggled turkey hunting for a long time. Love it. Absolutely love it. But... Um, to have a, a really good turkey hunter and things don't go exactly the way they want makes me feel good about myself. So thank you for sure. that. Well, the same thing happened with my brother and his chaplain yesterday. Hen came, took them away. They got up and moved. They stayed a little longer than we did. That wind was howling about 40 mile an hour, and we quit about 11. They stayed till about noon, and he got uh, less than 100 yards from his truck. And there was a turkey in the field, and he called it in, and his chaplain shot it. Today, we decided we had church at 11 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, we were going to start our way back to the lodge. We had to walk. Uh, so we went across the, the farm where we hadn't been and came down inside the fence line. So there's a big field across the fence, and we didn't want anything out there to see us right inside the timber. I went, we heard, Oh, that's close. <laughs> we moved up about 20 yards in the in the timber. There was a little strip of timber, and then it ran out. And I, I knew I wanted to get it close to the end of it. And we planned on moving up there and sitting down because we thought maybe they were, they were down the hill there, maybe, oh, 100 yards maybe. Well, they were coming on a dead run. We got up there, and before we got to the end of the timber, I saw them. Four of them coming, running, and I said, get down, 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 right here. And by the time I got my hunter up there beside me, crawled right up beside me, the first one was standing on our side of the fence straight out in front of us at 20 steps. And I said, there he is, shoot him, there he is, shoot him. Yeah. Right between two trees, boom, and it was all over that quick. So he said, you know, that was easier to get the shot off than it would have been this morning when his heart was racing and could <laughs> hardly breathe because it was so intense for so long and this this time he didn't have time to think about it he just pointed the shotgun and shot so he got his first ever turkey so it, that was uh four out of five of the chaplains got their their first turkey ever Cool. This hunt for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Go ahead, Mark. Fantastic. Hey, Ralph, I have a question for you. My dad gave me his old uh, turkey hunting bag, and I did find a crow call in there, and I heard you do a brief crow call before. Can you uh, just kind of explain to me what it should sound like and what, what are the purpose for a crow call? Well, it's for a shock gobble. Yep. Uh, crows, a lot of times the crows will help you out, too. you kind of got to pay attention to where they are, but if they get anywhere close to that gobbler, if he's fired, they just can't hardly stand it. They have to answer it. So instead of just a, like they do, and sometimes they're going, and when they fly over, when they do the, like that, 
loud. <laughs> you do that, he can't hardly stand it. <laughs> that's, that's the same as the owl. Like that, red tail hawk. They just can't hardly stand. It. Sometimes they gobble at a shot. They gobble at a, 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 a truck. I heard a truck the other day coming down a big hill, a tractor trailer, with that Jake brake when going down the hill. And there's one place I hunt where there's, there's a dog food factory. Uh, in this little tiny town, and I hunt right outside it, and you can hear the beeper on the back of that forklift. Uh, Tuesday morning, yeah, actually Monday and Tuesday both. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't suggest taking those kind of things with you. <laughs> but uh, what, what really gets you is when you slam your truck door. And you don't slam your truck door when you get there because you don't, you know, you don't want turkeys to know you're there. You slam it when you're ready to leave. <laughs> After you've not heard a turkey all morning, and it's <laughs> like that. Uh, that's when it's aggravating. Now, Ralph, you've won many, many, many calling contests throughout the country over the last 20, 30 years, whatever it is. And Are you done competing, and are you comp- uh, concentrating more on sharing your knowledge with other hunters and kids and different organizations? Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't compete. I MC and I judge, and I do programs and demonstrations mostly to get sick. other people uh, involved. And, and anything I can do to get kids, adults, men, women, it doesn't matter, anybody, to spend more time in the outdoors by listening and interacting with the wildlife so that they, they become uh, accustomed spending time outdoors instead of inside in front of the television or on the computer or kids especially with their cell phone playing oh, games. oh yeah oh yeah you know so i do everything i can to get them outdoors and and hopefully engaged even if it's just going out in the yard or out for a, a nature hike or whatever to sit and listen to all the wildlife and look for them and appreciate them and if they can get them to hunting and fishing and, and just like that, that that one little flicker of interest, uh, sometimes that leads to a lifetime of outdoor fun. You bet. And Sa- that's my main goal now. Sam's got and a question. Uh, Sam's got and, a question and, for you. And then as far as our turkey uh, population, a lot of people are, are worried about the decline in the turkey population. And I'm a trapper. I have been a trapper forever. Trapper and Turkey Caller, I emceed the 58th annual turkey calling contest at Festus Crystal City last month, and that's the one that uh, I competed in starting when I was about whatever year that was, nine, I think, when it started. And, uh, uh, yeah, when I was nine, it was a half mile from my house where I grew up. And so it's the 58th annual was this year. Wow. That, and I was a charter member of the Missouri Trappers Association. My dad and his trapping partner founded that. And so they honored me with uh, uh, induction into the Missouri Trappers Association Hall of Fame this last fall. At their, yeah, I noticed that. Congratulations. annual rendezvous, and I've not missed one. So. Hey, Ralph, I'll tell you what. Ralph Duran of Jefferson County, Missouri, uh, the best caller we've ever had, and he's fun to have on the on the show, and he shares a lot of great information. Thanks for being on the Four Outdoors, but like every year when we have you on the show talking about turkey hunting, we talk a little bit about coyote as well. You got to do your rabbit call for us, Moby. Well, we, every time you do the rabbit call, we get all kinds of messages on on our show. So oh, get yeah. ready. Well, I did some of that this morning on that coyote. When I, saw I get ready. <laughs> If I was a coyote pal, I'd be right on your tail. Ralph Duran, thanks for being on the – I love it, man. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Thanks for sharing and helping everybody out, young kids and everybody. Uh, you're a special man, and thanks for, for being on the Four Outdoorsman. You're sure welcome. Watch for me on uh, North American Trapper TV this fall. I did an episode trapping coyotes and bobcats this well, last winter. Be on this fall on North, North American Trapper Television. All right. We'll put that on our Facebook page, sir. Take care of yourself. Have a great summer. Be, be safe, all right? You too. I'm going to be in the woods in the morning. And a boy. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Great man, Ralph Duran. Thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman. Who do we got next, Mark? We have Mr. Ron Sher himself on the line with us on the Four Outdoorsman. What would you do with an extra thousand dollars? Yes, give me my money. Paying bills, gas for the summer, or some extra vacation cash? If I won a thousand dollars, oh god, go on vacation somewhere, go on a shopping spree, a new wardrobe, I'd buy a new motorcycle. Whatever it is, Bob FM wants to foot the bill. Tune in Monday morning at eight to learn how you could win Bob's bankroll. A thousand dollars? That's what my house is worth. Your chance at one thousand dollars cash four times every weekday. I just won a thousand dollars. Bob FM's gonna pay off your bills with Bob's bankroll. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit devilslakend.com, and thanks. Heating and air conditioning has let the dogs out. And their two fur deal is back. If your furnace and air conditioner are over 10 years old, they could roll over and break down. Let Dazeal help you fetch a free air conditioner with their two fur deal. For a limited time, when you purchase a furnace, you get a free AC unit with a free UV package. Dazeal Heating and AC, serving Wright County and the West Metro. Details online at dazealhvac.com. That's D E Z I E L HVAC.com. A Balsam Beach Resort and RV camp is incomparable, and the fishing is superb. Hey, check out these reviews. Number one, awesome place for friends and family. We're glad to be back. Number two, by far the best resort we've ever stayed at. Number three, Patty and Clint, they're they're tremendous hosts. This was our fifth year at Balsam Beach on Lake Plantagenet. Number four, we've come here for many years. The pool and grounds and cabins are perfectly maintained. I'll tell you, that about sums it up. Balsam Beach Resort and RV Camp on Lake Plantagenet. It's only five miles south of Bemidji. Tis the season of camping, boating, and fishing, and you don't want to be left out because your trailer's broken. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove can fix it and get you back to the outdoors. Crystal Welding offers a wide variety of services, including welding, maintenance, and repairs for all types of trailers. Crystal Welding is your one-stop shop for all of your trailer needs. Go to crystalwelding.com for more information. Crystal Welding. Solutions. Service. Results. Crystal Mark here for my favorite power sports dealer, Power Lodge. Why do I love Power Lodge? They just donated a loaded CF Moto Seaforce 600 ATV as the grand prize for this year's Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest on Lake Minnetonka, May 7th, to benefit Fishing for Life. How cool is that? You can check out the grand prize or other models in the new lineup of CF Moto ATVs at the Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Plenty in stock and ready to ride. Hey, let's not waste, waste any time, guys. Thanks for everyone listening to the Four Outdoorsman. And we thanks to our sponsors as well. But I'll tell you what, my buddy Mark's got someone to bring in today. Yeah, we have the pleasure of speaking to one of the greatest guys I know. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, you know, I have to, he, this is the part where I kiss your butt, Ron. The, the, the legend himself, the turkey slayer, the fish catcher. And uh, loved by millions, Mr. Ron Shearer. Oh, How hey, are you? Yeah, Ron Shearer, hang on a second. You're going to change your tune right now, Mark. I, this morning, I, I, I sent a, a reminder to Mr. Ron Shearer. Good morning, Ron. Looking forward to BSing with you tonight. We'll call you at 640. You okay? He says, yes, sir. But however, I don't BS. Mark, our sales intern, does all the, B- <laughs> does all the BSing, and he's really intern. good at it. And he's really good at it. So now you think you want to kiss his butt now? <laughs> Ron, did you really call me an intern? What's that? Did you really call me a sales intern to Strew? Yes. Isn't that what? Isn't that what you? I, I thought. I thought that was your title there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't your title. He, he said he's good at BSing, though. That's right. Go ahead, Mark. Ron, you know I'm the best in the office at getting you free stuff, so I I, I command some respect over there. Well, you got it. You got it. As long <laughs> as you bring me, 
long as I get free stuff, that's okay, you know? <laughs> hey, Ron, I just wanted to say before we get into this, happy birthday. I think yesterday was your birthday, correct? Yeah, it was. It was. They come once a year, you know, you can't stop it. But uh, uh, I'm flattered. A lot of people, uh, too many people said uh, happy birthday. I'd like to thank them all, but it's, it gets a little difficult after a while. Like the song says, you're not a kid anymore. <laughs> You remember yeah. you remember that song. Go ahead, Mark. Indeed. Hey, Ron. Uh, well, thank you again for for joining us. Uh, you have a couple things going on. I'd love to talk to you about. First is the Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest is back in action. Can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? We've mentioned it a few times, but uh, what does it mean to you to be able to host that um, great event again? Well. It, it means a lot because uh, quite a few years ago, uh, Minnesota Bound saved the crappie contest. This is the 54th year of it. Um, a lot of people don't know it. Um, one reason or another, uh, uh, holiday station stores and and uh, Johnson uh, uh, Reels, etc. They they started it. Bless them. It went for a long time, and then. You know how things go. You got to mm-hmm. find a different horse or whatever, and and uh, it, it almost went away. And and the Lord Fletcher's people tried to uh, keep it going. Didn't go so well because they didn't have the marketing. And I heard about that, and I said we we can't let we can't let this uh, die because it's a great family event, as you know. Uh, the crappies are willing to bite at that time of year, um, so that means almost everybody. Like you, Mark, can catch them. Had <laughs> uh, a boy. Yeah. Huh? Am I doing good there? You're doing uh, well, anyway, pal. You're doing yeah, well. Yeah. No, it's it's uh it's it's wonderful, and so it's 54 years now. It's coming up, and um, um, it's it's just fun to be there. A lot of a lot of enthusiasm, and like I said, the crappies are keeping everybody happy. Ron, I've uh, I've had the pleasure of working that event for probably five or six years now, and. You see so many kids' faces, and it's it's so cool to see you interact with people. Kind of like at the fair, it's so many people get to come up and say hi, and you and you've touched a lot of people's lives. And to see those kids hold up a fish like they're a pro fisherman, that's a pretty cool sight to see. Well, it is, uh, and you know we changed it um, when we took over. We wanted to make sure that it was an honest kind of contest, and so. A lot of people don't remember, but I do. In my newspaper days, um, they didn't. They had huge prizes for the largest crappies. I mean, big prizes. Um, you know, boat motor and treaders, electric trolling motors. I mean, just some pretty pretty valuable prizes. And uh, one guy, um, uh, he 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 was the winner, and we took picture of him. And I, I wrote a story in the Star Tribune, and and. Well, I, the next day after the paper came out, I got a phone call from a bait shop in Iowa, Minnesota, who said, hey, that guy just had those crappies here yesterday, he had them weighed and photographed. We took a picture of him with those crappies. And wow. He, 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 he rushed down to, uh, to the crappie contest and entered them, uh, kept, kept them alive in a bucket or something. And, um, uh, but he got caught, and he turned all the prizes back in. But... Uh, we learned a lesson there. Some people would do anything to win something, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's sad. So uh, the way the way we've been doing this, Mark knows, uh, uh, somebody picks a secret weight. I don't. I don't. I don't even know what it is, and uh, it'd be a certain number of ounces, and um, and that'll be the secret weight. And and whoever brings the crappie in that wins that uh, gets that secret weight uh, wins the ATV. In this case, uh, this year. Uh, so that's that's a fair way of doing it. Yeah, I agree because everyone's got a chance. It's not uh, you know the biggest fish. We do have some prizes for the biggest fish. Fleet Farm is giving away you know two hundred fifty dollar gift cards, things like that. So if if catching the big ones are your jam, then you can also do that. But the grand prize, as Ron said, is picked ahead of time. And we've had we had three years in a row where a kid won a fishing boat, which is fantastic. It's you know, it's not going to the pro anglers. It's going to, uh, you know, families and kids and people that can really appreciate a prize like that. 
Well, indeed, the contest goes from six to two. I don't know if you said that. Of course, the headquarters is Lord Fletcher's, and uh, I think we start weighing fish about eight or nine o'clock, something like that. And uh, just bring one in. Um, it could be your biggest one or your smallest one. Doesn't matter because, uh, well, if you have a real big one, as you just mentioned, you could win some uh, uh, gift cards, etc. But if uh, any size crappie could win that beautiful ATV. Hey, Ron Strewman here. Are there uh, are there adults helping kids in the boat? Are there kids who come here who've never fished before with like one parent and said, "Listen, I've got a nine year old kid who loves to fish, but he's got no one to go with. Can you put him in a boat and match him up with somebody?" Well, uh, I'm, I'm not abreast at the moment, but we've tried to have uh, pontoons there. Uh, Fishing for Life probably will have some pontoons there so kids can sign up and go on a pontoon with some adults to go. learn how to fish. In some cases, they uh, kids are fishing right off the docks there at Lord Fletcher's and catching crappies. So, oh, that's fun. Uh, you don't have to go far. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I see a lot of kids just catching crappies right off the bridge right by Lord Fletcher's, and you can certainly do that. So, yeah, there's plenty of ways uh, to get helped, and, and uh, you know, they're all over the place right there. So it's 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 a lot of fun. Thank you, Ron, for hosting that. I look forward to being a part of that again, and thank you, Power Lodge, for donating the great ATV combo with the trailer. So earlier in the show, we talked about turkey hunting, Ron. I know you're a turkey hunter, and... Um, What's what's your scoop? Have you gone yet, or are you planning on going anytime soon? Well, I have a couple of things. I've got a, a lot of people don't know. I, in 1975, I, I accidentally, I say accidentally, started a turkey hunting camp in the Black Hills of South Dakota, and it still goes on. Nice. And uh, so uh, I'm going out there Tuesday. Um, they don't even need me. We have a camp manager and some great guides, and the hunters are there already. I mean, they kind of... They hunt uh, four or five days, and then a new new group comes in. But uh, we house them, feed them, guide them out there. It's called Turkey Track Club, and uh, started it by accident, as I said. But, yeah, I, I'll hunt some turkeys out there, and then my Minnesota turkey season is the first few days of May. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't hate those turkeys as much as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. So, but I, I enjoy I enjoy turkey hunting. I enjoy talking to them and hopefully talk to me. And and if you call one in, it's it's never a dull moment. It's, your heart is right up in your Adam's apple and very very addictive. So I'm always look forward to it. You know, Ron, you were you were just talking about calling them in. You're not as you don't hate them as much as you used to. And I can understand that. That's it's a great line, by the way. But we just. We just uh, talked to Ralph Duran, and Ralph Duran's from Missouri, and he's a world champion caller and all that. He's a lot of fun. He's crazy. And he told two stories about two of the best hunts he had this last couple of weeks, and neither one did they bag a turkey, but he said just the communication and the opportunity to bring him in, and they'd be quiet, and all of a sudden they're getting closer and closer. He said it's pretty much what he was telling me. It's not the destination. It's the journey. Uh, I'm guessing you feel the same way. Well, you know, I, I did a Minnesota Bound story with Ralph years ago down in Missouri. Uh, he sat at the base of a tree, and uh, I had him just start doing some of the things he could do with his mouth. Yeah. He, he could sound like a, a farmyard or a whole flock of uh, chickens <laughs> or a whole flock of turkeys, a, a mule, a donkey. He could. Do, I mean, the, the guy was fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to know he's still kicking. He was a wonderful guy. Yeah. We have him on every year, and we always make him finish the the interview with a with a coyote call like a, a like a rabbit in distress. And Mark warns people, you know, just all right, turn the radio down, get out, get back up a little bit, because here goes Ralph Duran. He's a hoot. He's a great, great guy. And he, like you guys, a lot of you guys, you included, give back a lot to the industry, and that's what it's all about. Well, thank you. Yeah, I didn't know you had him on, but yeah, he he I, he did that coyote call. Uh, uh, when we were filming the Minnesota Bound Feast, too. He's, I'm amazed he can still do it. He's quite a few octaves high there, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, um, our show goes podcast at 2 o'clock on Tuesday or so, and Mark will get it to you so you can listen to the first part. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, Ron, um, I wanted to hit the trifecta of great things to talk to you about. So we got the crappie contest, we got turkey hunting. Next is Minfish. I know you're on the board of Minfish, and that's an incredibly important organization um, why don't you talk a little bit about what's important for minfish this year? Um, do you guys work with stuff like uh, legislation to make the limit four? Or what? what is your main uh, 
points of legislation and promoting for this year? Well, Minfish was organized, as you know, Mark, uh, to represent anglers in the legislature. So uh, the past previous sessions, because of COVID, et cetera, et cetera, now this session is a bonding year. And uh, so we have two bills in the legislature. One is to ask bonding money for $60 million to improve our walleye hatchery. Mm -hmm. Another is about $30, $40 million to improve our public boat accesses. Many are in rough shape. And uh, we think we're going to get something out of there. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we, you got to play the game. So, Menfish, we hired lobbyists, et cetera, but um, nobody's ever done that before. So we're very, we're very uh, you know, optimistic. And, but anybody listening, if you know your legislators, call them and tell them that you support uh, improving our fish entries. Because the legislature... Uh, they have not appropriated a nickel in the last 10 years for either fish hatcheries or boat accesses. And, you know, fishing is a big industry in this state. A lot of people don't. They, they all watch your bobber, you know, sit up there, have a beer. They think fishing is just that kind of a deal. And it is that, but it's also a huge economic engine in Minnesota, and we've been investing very little in it to keep it going. So we're trying to change that. Well, that's a big, big deal. So that's Minfish, right? All right, Minfish. And, and it's only been, what, four or five years this organization's been put together, if that? 2019 we yeah. started. Okay. Well, good for you. So listen to Ron Sherrod, contact your legislator, and start start uh, screaming a little bit about that kind of stuff. Ron, we're talking, of course, with Ron Sherrod of Minnesota Bound and Ron Sherrod Productions. And uh, i got to talk to you a little bit about, about your book, of course. Ron's got a book out called Ron Shera's Minnesota Mostly True Stories uh, of Life Outdoors. And if you haven't read the book, it's easy to find, probably on Amazon. It's all over. It is well worth reading. A lot of great stories, and uh, Ron's a great storyteller. So thanks for writing that book. I want to ask you about your early part of your career when you started with the Tribune. What were your first responsibilities as a writer? Well, I was the first outdoor columnist the Minneapolis Tribune ever ever uh, wow. hired. Wow. Um, yeah, was, I wrote my first story in the paper, and uh, this ages me now. January of 1968 was the first year <laughs> I wrote. Wow, that's a long time. Good for you. Then, and I imagine was Dennis was Dennis Anderson right behind you. Was Dennis with, with Minneapolis first or St. Paul first? Oh, D- Dennis was a long ways behind me. <laughs> was he? Was he? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dennis. Uh, uh, Dennis. Went to the Pioneer Press. Uh, Hank Keyborn was the old outdoor writer. Oh, at the Pioneer that's Press. Right. Yeah, great guy, great guy. And uh, but Dennis, uh, when Hank uh, departed, Dennis came on board there. Dennis was working for a newspaper in Ely, and then eventually uh, down the road, the Star Tribune wanted to uh, increase their outdoors. So they asked me, if, "What about uh, bringing Dennis on?" I said, "That's a great idea." Oh yeah. And then and then. Uh, Unfortunately, Dennis and I didn't have a chance to work together too long because I had to make a choice between Minnesota Bound or keep writing the newspaper, and I jumped to television. That was a good move, too. (laughs) It was a good move. God's been good to you, young man. I'll tell you what, I'd like to – Pat Royce must have been around the Tribune when you were there. Am I correct? Pat Royce? Was Pat Royce around when you were there at the Minneapolis Tribune? uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's crazy. I know he did a lot of St. Paul stuff as well, but uh, I'd like to have you hear some stories about Pat Royce in the seventies and all of that. But all right, let's tell you what, Ron, we're gonna let you go. We'll go to the Minfish thing and uh, Ron Shera Productions, Minnesota Bound. Get his book, Ron Shera, Minnesota, mostly true stories of a life outdoors. Mark got something else to say to your buddy. I'll see you soon, and I'm still waiting for the invite to your turkey camp. There you go. There Tuesday. You go. Well, thank. Thank you for having me on, guys. You bet. Ron, take care of yourself. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, Good man. Good man. Yes. And like I said, like a lot of these guys, they really do give back. But I thought it was funnier than the heck when he said, I'm not the BSer. Mark Luke is the big BSer around here. (laughs) And he's pretty good at it, he said. He's pretty good at it, he said. (laughs) Hey, thanks, everybody, to our sponsors especially uh, for letting us do this every Sunday. We had Ralph Dern on first and Ron Scherer on second. But the gang here... We all thank you for listening to the Four Outdoorsmen. Stick around for Real Talk Outdoors. They're after us at 7 o'clock. In the meantime, ah, Mr. Lukey's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.